0: Hey, welcome to the Living Hope Parent Gathering podcast. The Parent Gathering is a weekly meeting of parents who are being trained for family discipleship through instruction and small group discussion. Listen now as we discuss principles for discipling your children. week John started this conversation um, and our purpose here is we are not going to be able to answer and have the discussion in the time that we're in this morning to be able to fully answer these questions, right? We want to try to give you some things to help guide your conversation. We're going to kind of keep circling around to a number a number of these things um, because I know that as a parent, they kind of come up in these little these little births. And so, um, and again, kind of begin that conversation. That's kind of kind of what we're the way we're trying to to, to get at it, because we also want to make sure that you have time together to discuss uh, together. So last week, this is what he said. He talked about um all people are created in God's image and therefore worthy of respect as image bearers. Um, all humans are made in God's image. Our sin leads us to treat people differently. We naturally treat people differently. And if you're honest and you have more than one child, you treat your children differently. You do, it's a natural thing. And maybe even in the moment, you treat one differently than the other, depending on what's going on in the moment. Maybe I'm the only one but, but you, you may have that thing as well. Right? So our, our sin causes us to, to treat people differently, um, and racism is a hatred um, towards someone whom God has created. It's this belief that some are superior to others. Um, it's a sin of the Hard and is not necessarily easily identified. And so I read a, um, a good a good book and, and there's a, a chapter in it um, and a book called Good Faith um, by Dave Kinneman. He's the uh, senior of Barna Research Group. Um, and then Gabe Lyons, he's the founder of, uh, of Q, which is a learning community which helps students kind of engage um, with the gospel and engage others. And so there's some, some highlights here I wanted to, to share with you. Um, and, and I know too, as a, a white male growing up in a, in a predominantly white culture, um, I've had some, 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 the benefit of really learning from some others and it's been, been helpful. So here's a, here's a few of those things um, that I've learned that I wanted, wanted to share with you. First of all, God is a relational God. We talked about that as we talked about 1 Corinthians 13. We're going to love each other it's gonna be in the context of, of relationships and much of his glory and word are expressed in relational terms. Think about the ways that God identifies himself to us. Father, creator. A lot of his, his attributes are, are relational um, and, and love is the way to, to demonstrate those. And so we can have well-argued apologetics, clearly worded, doctrinal statements, but if we're not engaged in loving relationships, none of those are going to to matter. And so um, often, we, as, as we think about um, love and, and, and relationships, and we need to understand in our world that the sin of racism is not something that's just in the past. It's easy for us to identify, oh, well, it's just, it was the slavery in, in, in the 1800s. It's it was the legalized segregation laws that that followed that. Or it's easy to look at other parts of the world. You know, the Olympics are in a couple weeks, and there's there's many protests kind of going on in the way that um, the communist government has treated some of the Uyghur Muslims in that country, and so there's some protests everywhere. It's easy for us to look over and say, oh, they're having having racial genocide in other parts of the country, in other parts of the world, I say. I, I'm, It's really thankful that we here, we are so beyond any judgment or any thinking differently of other people here, you know, because that's just way over there. Um, but we must admit that Romans 3.23 is is true, that all of us have, have sinned and, and that, God's glory is shown through relational relational ways. Um, the second thing is, is, is we need to confront racial bias in ourselves and, and others. We all have natural preferences and natural biases, and we just need to, to, to be aware of those. And, and it, it's, it's easy to see kind of the explicit biases that are kind of on display for, for everyone to see, but, but some of them are kind of packed Deep into our our upbringing, or our psyche, or or that, and and so many many of us, we can say, look, we have this implicit bias, this unconscious attitudes or stereotypes related to to race that affect our that our, our perceptions. There may be um, you know fewer true racists today than it was in post civil. Uh, uh, rights in America, but it doesn't mean that that the work of reconciliation and love between races is finished. There's still there's still work to to be done. There's some who will say, "Oh, well, I'm just I'm just colorblind. Like I don't even see color." The trouble with that it, it's a it's a well-intentioned thing. It, it, we're trying to help people you know, do as Martin Luther King said, not judge by the, by the color of your skin but the content of your character. The problem is, is that God has made us very different and there's a great diversity and a great richness of God and his character to be appreciated by people from different places uh, in this country and all over the world to see God has made this great diversity. It doesn't allow for us to appreciate different social narratives and, and different cultural expressions in the, and the student center. after the students are, are done a, a, there's a, there, has been a Burmese congregation that, that meets, right? And, and there'll be times I'll, I'll go by and I'll hear them worshiping. I don't understand a word they're saying. I don't understand their customs. I don't understand any of those things, but man, they're praising Jesus. They are making a joyful noise and worshiping the Lord. And I'm like, that's a beautiful thing. And they've got the older, the younger, everybody's involved in it. And I'm like, that's a beautiful expression of the gospel. I don't understand any of it. But what a beautiful way that God is, is being, is being acknowledged and being, and being cared for. And so acknowledging differences is not racist or sexist or elitist. God made us different on purpose. And that's part of the beauty of his creation. Like if we think about spiritual gifts, not everybody has the same gifts. And that's a good thing. Not everybody's the same. That's a beautiful thing. If everyone in the world had black hair, we would miss the diversity and the beauty of others. If everyone in the world was black or white or Asian or whatever um, race you wanna fill in, we would miss the beauty of of God's creation and the way that he has created us. And so a couple of uh, of solutions for you to to think about, I'm a pretty practical person and I'm like, okay, great. we're gonna talk about some things, but what, what are some things that we can, uh, that we can do? Um, we can confront our, our assumptions by building bridges to people of other races and ethnicities. Do this in, in two ways. First of all, acknowledge and address the poverty of our, of our friendships. Most of us spend most of our time with people who look like us, believe like us, act like us. If you look in, in your phone at the last 20 people that you send a text message to, most of them are probably pretty similar to us. We live in a pretty isolated kind of world and we tend to interact with people who look, think, and act like us. And, and I've been, been reading some articles and some of that is, is even politically. Like we associate with people who believe like we do because that's just really most comfortable. We, we don't want to have uncomfortable disagreements with people who are crazy and believe other things, right? So we kind of hang out with people who believe the way we do. You know, small government conservatives tend to hang out with small government conservatives, right? You know, big government progressives really enjoy hanging out with other big government progressives because that's where we're most comfortable because we're gonna agree of who the good guys are and who the bad guys are. It's just most comfortable for us. Chris Humvertz is is mentored by Mother Teresa and he calls this reality textured diversity and it keeps us poor in friendships and and gives us a mindset of of me and us rather than we, kind of this this divided um, thing. Um, And and the second way, and I think this is really key, is seek to understand individuals who are different than you. The way to get to know a group of people is to understand individuals. People would say to me, hey, so so, what are the parents in the parent gathering, what, what, what do they think? What are they like? Well, I could do that by taking a survey, which is probably not as accurate, but the way that I would do this by having individual conversations with, with each of you. How do we get to know people of a group is by understanding individuals. And so we need to, to come to, to, to an understanding. And so like for me as a, as a northerner, so I grew up north and you know, the last five years or so ago, I've been, been living in Bowling Green and enjoying it, but, but I need to work to understand the local culture and how people think. So people ask me questions like when, when it snows, they ask me, hey, how are the roads? I always say the same thing, they're fine. Have you been on them? No, they're fine. I can, get, I can get where I need to go. I'm a northerner, I drive a four-wheel drive truck, I can get where I need to go. I'm not really a good one to say, hey, should we cancel something? Because I'm like, no, what's the problem? People can get there. Now, the Lord did something to me this week, right? I wrote this earlier, I wrote this earlier, but since then, right, I was driving, we have, I have a truck and this little car, and I decided I was gonna drive this little car on Friday, right? I found the one patch of ice, that was in, or in in Bowling Green, right? Slid into a curb and messed up the front of the car, right? So now I have a little bit of different perspective, right? <laughs> so I, I'm used to, hey, I got my truck, I'm fine, I'm good, right? Well, not everybody has that, not everybody drives that, not everybody is as comfortable in the snow as I am, and so I need to understand, hey, maybe we shouldn't bring teenage drivers out when the roads are a little sketchy because their mothers, and many of their fathers, but the mothers are more vocal, right, will be concerned about them and worry about them a little bit. So understanding how do people think in these terms and in these ways. How is it that, and and the way to do that is by getting to know individuals who are different than you. As we apply that to race, get to know people of, of a different ethnicity. Visit churches who are different culturally. I remember when I was in college, the first time I went to visit a black Baptist church. It was awesome and it was exhausting. I didn't realize that as a participant, I would be expected, required, encouraged to speak as much as, because I grew up white Presbyterian, right? I go, I sit, I listen, I take some notes, I might smile, I sing when it's time to sing, but during the message, you sit down and be quiet, right? But in that culture, it's very interactive. And I didn't realize that, but it was this beauty of like, oh, church is done differently. They took their offering by like, it was boxes of front and you kinda walked around. And so during that time, it was worship time, slash greeting time, slash catching up with each other. And I was like, man, that's beautiful. I didn't realize that church could be done differently. And so learning people, so, so visit churches of people who are different cultures. Read books by authors of different cultures. Read, read books by people who love Jesus, who aren't from the Bible Belt of the United States of America. They have a different perspective on what it means to follow Jesus. And they'll be a original. So, so read books by them, um, seek, to help them understand. Look, look for a mentor of another race who can who can help you. There was one of the as I was I was getting ready for this. One of my uh, my team was really helpful in in helping me understand kind of how things are are here. You know, she's from from South America and had a good perspective to help clarify things for me. I'm like, I, am I crazy here? And she's like, well, a little, not completely, a little, little, little bit, you know and help me understand what, what is it like for you here in this place at this time. And so help, ask people to help you understand, to mentor you that. They can be younger, they can be older. One of the things you can ask your children is, what's it like to be a elementary, middle school, high school, whatever age they're at, what's it like to be a student right now? What's that like? I don't, I don't know, because I'm not a student right now. Well, what's it like for you? How do the teachers interact with you? What are the other kids saying? What's that like? Help me to understand that. Mentor me a little bit in that. And, and it can be that way, but also in, in a racial perspective, help people to understand, hey, what's it like to be of a, of a particular nationality here right now? How, how do people see you? You know, she, she talked about like, you know, for the most part, it was, it's, been, it's been pretty smooth because her English is really good. She says, but, but when I'm traveling and when I'm going through customs, um, I get a little nervous. I'm like, oh, I hadn't thought of that. I'm not really nervous going through customs at, at the airport in America. I, I'm not really concerned about that. I can see how you'd be a little nervous in those moments. And she's like, I'm law-abiding. I'm not letting you die. Not, but I understand that. And so it was, it was helpful to me to, to see from her perspective. And so ask people to help you with that. Get to know them as, as individuals. Thanks for listening to the Parent Gathering podcast. We invite you to join us at 930 on Sunday mornings in the rec center where we will have opportunities for discussion among other parents. For more information about Living Hope Next Gen Ministries, go to livehopeful.com.